Today's broadcast of Bagels and Blessings has been previously recorded at an earlier time. Shalom, Chaverim. That's Hebrew for hello, friends. And Shabbat Shalom. That's Hebrew for Sabbath peace. This is Ethel Chadwick. Welcome to another week of Bagels and Blessings. Today you'll hear a previously recorded interview when I was chatting with Ed and Amanita Marvin. Enjoy. Shabbat 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 Shalom Shabbat 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 Shalom Shabbat Shalom Bagels and Blessings is a ministry of Congregation Shema Yisrael. We are a messianic congregation made up of Jews and Gentiles who believe that Jesus, or Yeshua, is the promised Messiah. Our services contain Jewish liturgy and Davidic dancing, and we celebrate the Feasts of Israel. We meet at our new location at 250 Edgewood Avenue in Brighton, and our services are Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock a.m. Please join us for worship. And while you're in the building, be sure to check out the Fig Tree Messianic Bookstore and Gift Shop. Now open on Mondays from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. Wednesdays from 3 o'clock p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Thursdays from 3 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. And after Shabbat services on Saturday for about 30 minutes. You can call the Fig Tree Bookstore at 585-484-7775. The Fig Tree Bookstore and Gift Shop is a great place for books, CDs, cards, jewelry, and so much more. So be sure to check them out when you visit the Congregational Building. And now, when you make a purchase at the Fig Tree Bookstore, you can fill out a raffle ticket. Those names will be drawn for a prize from Bagels and Blessings. So those of you in the Rochester, New York area, be sure to visit Shemayas Royale and the Fig Tree Bookstore and Gift Shop and fill out your ticket for a chance to win a prize from Bagels and Blessings. If you have had or have been involved in an abortion decision, you may be experiencing emotional difficulties. You may feel like your life is out of control or struggle with self-destructive behaviors. You can find freedom from these challenges. The ministry Finding Freedom and Forgiveness Post-Abortion can help. Groups are forming now. Please contact us at 585-204-7869 Email us at fffpaclass at gmail.com or visit us on the internet at f3pa.org. God bless you. This is Ethel Chadwick and you're listening to Bagels and Blessings. Well, the fall feasts are certainly happening. We had the Feast of Trumpets or Rosh Hashanah. We had Yom Kippur, Day of Atonement. And next on the calendar is Sukkot. And that actually means booths or huts. It's one of the biblical pilgrim festivals where the Jewish people would traditionally make a pilgrimage to the temple in Jerusalem. It's a time to celebrate the harvest and a time to remember the experiences of the Jewish people as they were brought up out of Egypt by the Lord. So they lived in temporary dwellings or booths as they were going through the desert. And in Leviticus 23, verses 39 to 43, we have commands regarding this holiday. It talks about the 15th day of the seventh month, when you have gathered in the fruit of the land, you shall keep the feast of the Lord for seven days. On the first day, there shall be a Sabbath rest, 
and on the eighth day a Sabbath rest, and you shall take for yourselves on the first day the fruit of beautiful trees, branches of palm trees, the boughs of leafy trees, and willows of the brook, and you shall rejoice before the Lord your God for seven days. You shall keep it as a feast to the Lord for seven days in the year. It shall be a statute forever in your generations. You shall celebrate it in the seventh month. You shall dwell in booths for seven days. All who are native Israelites shall dwell in booths, that your generations may know that I made the children of Israel dwell in booths when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. And there's a lot more I can say about this holiday, but I will tell you that it's a reminder that God dwelt among us then and he dwells among us now. And Sukkot also reminds us that God has a plan for the future because the prophet Zechariah tells us that at some point in the future during the messianic kingdom, all nations will celebrate Sukkot and worship the Lord. And one more thing, Sukkot is a reminder that God has made provision for our salvation. In biblical times, there was a special ceremony that took place at the temple called the celebration of the water drawing. Water was drawn in an atmosphere of joy and praise and was then taken to the temple where thousands of worshipers gathered to dance, sing, play instruments, praise God while the water was poured out in front of the altar. And according to the Mishnah, he who has not seen the rejoicing at the place of the water drying has never seen rejoicing in his life. Of course, as New Covenant believers, we remember that John told us that during the last day of Sukkot, Jesus, or Yeshua, stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. That's from John 7, 37 to 38. The joy of the celebration of water drawing, great as it was, could not compare to the joy of salvation we have when we believe in Yeshua. Amen. So that's just a little bit about Sukkot. I'll be playing some songs about Sukkot as well. You've been enjoying the lovely violin music of Les Morrison as he was playing Joel Chernoff's song, Holy Unto You. Well, there are lots of songs to play this time of year. One of my favorites is from Marty Getz from his CD Sanctuary, Whoever is Thirsty. Whoever is thirsty, let him come. Whoever wishes, let him come. And take from the waters of life, freely take from the waters of life. Take from the waters of life, freely take from the waters of life. The spirit and the bride say, come. Let him who hears say, come. The spirit and the bride say, come. Let him who hears say, come. Whoever is thirsty, let him come. Whoever wishes, let him come. Whoever's hungry, let him come. Whoever's needy, let him come. Whoever is thirsty, let him come, whoever wishes, let him come, and take from the waters of life, freely take from the waters of life, take from the waters of life, freely take from the waters of life. The spirit and the bride say, come, let him who hears say, come, the spirit and the bride say, come. Let him who hears say,
let him come. Whoever wishes, let him come. And take from the waters of life, freely. Take from the waters of life. Take from the waters of life, freely. Take from the waters of life. The spirit and the bride say, come. Let him who hears say, come. The spirit and the bride say, come. Let him who hears say, come. Whoever's thirsty, let him come. Whoever wishes, let him come. Whoever's hungry, let him come. Whoever's needy, let him come. Whoever hears, whoever wants, whoever knows, whoever loves, come take from the waters of life. Take from the waters of life. Take from the waters of life. Freely take from the waters of life. Hello, this is Marty Getz, and you are listening to Bagels and Blessings. Another song that I love to play for Sukkot is from Steve McConnell, and it's called Sukkot Song. Chag HaSukkot Zeman This is the time of our rejoicing Zeman Simchatenu this is the time of our rejoicing. Zaman simchatenu, Baruch Atah, Adonai Eloheinu, Melech HaOlam, Shehekianu, Vukiyamanu, Vahigianu, Lazman Hazeh, Hallelujah, Sukkot has come. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Sukkot has come. Hallelujah, this is the time of our rejoicing. Zaman Simchatenu, this is the time of our rejoicing. Zaman Simchatenu, Baruch Atah, Adonai Eloheinu.
I'd like to thank Excellent Air Heating and Cooling for sponsoring Bagels and Blessings. Give them a call today at 585-889-7840. They're a family-owned and operated business. Their prices are fantastic. They will take care of your air conditioner in the summer and your furnace in the winter. Give them a call today because they love the Lord and they are excellent. Excellent Air Heating and Cooling, 585 885- 889-7840. Shalom, shalom. This is Ethel Chadwick. You're listening to Bagels and Blessings. Stay tuned for my interview with Ed and Amanita Marvin. But in the meantime, I've got more great music for you. Here's a beautiful song that I just discovered from the CD Promises from Sue Samuel. It's called Reside. I love it.
That was such a beautiful song from Sue Samuel. And you know, when I think about Sukkot songs, I can't forget this adorable song, originally recorded for children, but I think adults love it also. This is Nancy Santiago, Sukkot, Sukkot. Bagels and Blessings is a ministry of Shema Yisrael Messianic Congregation. Your tax-deductible contributions will help keep this program on the air. Make checks out to Shema Yisrael, that's S-H-E-M-A-Y-I-S-R-A-E-L, and please put Bagels and Blessings on the memo portion of your check. Send your contributions to Bagels and Blessings, Post Office Box 192, Scottsville, New York, 14546-0192. And you're invited to come and experience Messianic worship in person Saturday morning at 10 a.m. at our new location, 250 Edgewood Avenue in Brighton. Here's the Liberated Wailing Wall.
With joy I drink the living water from the well that never will run dry. Hallelujah. Well, this is Ethel Chadwick. You're listening to Bagels and Blessings. Stay tuned for my interview with Ed and Amanita Marvin. As who coat, we really talk a lot about water because remember earlier I mentioned the water ceremony. And the word for water in Hebrew is Mayim. Here are Barry and Batya Siegel. That was Zemer Levav with Mayim Chaim. I'm so glad that I know Yeshua. 
and that he is the living water. Hallelujah. Well, this is Ethel Chadwick. You're listening to Bagels and Blessings. And here's my interview with Ed and Amanita Marvin. Enjoy. Welcome to Bagels and Blessings, Ed and Amanita Marvin. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate it. It's good to be here with you today. I'm excited. So I guess I'll start with you. If you would like to share a little bit about how you grew up. Did you grow up in a Jewish home or a non-Jewish home? Or what was it like for you growing up? So it was a non-Jewish home. Uh, I grew up in an evangelical Christian family. Uh, came to faith at an early age, age of 10. And uh, had, uh, well, I was, I was the youngest of five kids. Uh, my three older sisters, when I was, well, when they were in their teens, they, they had a real uh, change of life decision they made for the Lord, and uh, that, that impressed me. And, and then through that, I also came to the Lord at the age of 10. And uh, through my high school years, you know, was involved in uh, different, different ministries, and uh, then God called me to Bible college. And from Bible college, um, he he called me into ministry among uh, Soviet Jewish immigrants. So I've been in ministry among Jewish people for about 40 years. Now. Wow. So that was a, a calling from the Lord to be involved in Jewish ministry. Yes, yes. And uh, when he first called me into Jewish ministry up in Chicago among these Soviet Jewish immigrants, um, I began to realize I was a VIP, very indebted person to the Jewish people for all I had received of my faith through them. The scriptures, the Messiah, salvation itself, as Yeshua said, is from the Jews. And so I wanted to show my support in a practical way for, for the Jewish people, even though I was in ministry sharing the good news of, of their Messiah with them. I wanted to show in a practical way also my my support for Israel and the Jewish people. I, I, I went to Israel for the first time in 1982. Uh, that was while I was in that ministry in Chicago. It was during the war in Lebanon uh, that I went and volunteered on a kibbutz. And um, while I was in Israel, I was there for about two months. While I was in Israel, God blessed me in a practical way in that I, I met uh, uh, the woman that would be my wife uh, and she had come from Finland for much the same reasons as I had come from the States to Israel to show her support as a believer uh, for all that we had received from the Jewish people. And so God blessed us as we were seeking to bless Israel and the Jewish people in a practical way, volunteering on a kibbutz. Wonderful. So, Amanita, what is your story? How were you raised? I was born and raised in Finland, North Europe, country between Russia and Sweden. And... Uh, um, Lutheran home. Then I was in my 20s. I was studying at university. Um, I was studying law. International law was my my thing. And uh, I went to Israel. There's a, there's, there's a program in the Hebrew University uh, for foreign students. So I went there and the, the whole state calendar of Israel is based on the biblical calendar. So we, we, it, it, we were honoring Shabbat, we were honoring all the feasts. And uh, that was the revelation for me that, hey, this is God's word, this is what God says, and I want to keep doing this. So then I came back to Finland. I was looking for like-minded people to have a community, to have same kind of lifestyle. It was a bit difficult, but uh, then I met this heard about this group Shorashim and uh, Ed was the one leading it. Oh. So I, I, I need to back up and just explain. Uh, so after I met this gal from Finland in Israel on the kibbutz, uh, we were married and uh, spent one more year in Chicago in that ministry I, we, I had been involved in. Uh, then the Lord took us over to Finland um, and I was in ministry into the former Soviet Union among Jewish people and others uh, for about seven years up until 91 when the Soviet Union collapsed. And then I sensed God was just calling me to focus more on family, not travel so much there. So I was in Israel. We, My my wife and I started this Shorashim, which is the, the word for roots, fellowship in Finland. Um, and we were 
seeking to reach out to the Jewish community there in Finland, as well as encourage the Christian community to understand more of their Hebraic Judaic roots of our faith. And uh, so then, um, fast forward 18 years of marriage, five kids later, the Lord took her home to be with him, my wife home to be with him. And uh, I I continued as a, a widower for two years with the five kids and working a full-time job and leading this small fellowship. And that was when Amanita uh, came back from Israel and um, started coming to our fellowship. We met and then we were married and um, God blessed us with three more kids from, from our marriage. And so, so today I'm, a, I'm, we're, I'm a father of eight with uh, five grandkids so far. Mazel tov. Oh my goodness. That's an incredible yeah. story. So when you met Amanita, was it love at first sight? <laughs> well, it was it was interesting how that came about. Uh we 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 uh met and um over a, a period of a month we had about ten hours where we met over a cup of coffee or whatever talking, getting to know each other and uh so after 10 hours, I asked her to marry me, and we were married 10, 10 weeks later. So it wasn't exactly love at first sight, but it, it was pretty quick with us. Oh, that's amazing. Well, I have a special place in my heart for anyone who marries someone with children, because I was a single mom of three when my husband married me, and he he loves the children. He ended up adopting them. And so, you know, Amanita, you're a, a, a queen in my eyes. <laughs> she is She is a courageous woman. Uh, actually, when she came to Shoreshim, one time she had a couple of kids with her. And I, I said to her, are these your kids? And she said, no, I just rented them for the day. And so I thought, oh, she, she, she's got some uh, mother potential here. And she has definitely been a great mom. And uh <laughs> So we, we, we're thankful for how God brought us together. Praise God. So where does the Lord have you today? So today we are leading a Messianic congregation in Wesley Chapel, Florida. That's near Tampa, Florida. Uh, it's called Shoresh David Messianic Synagogue. Shoresh is, again, the word for root. So root of David, one of the titles of Messiah that you find in the book of Revelation. That's the name of our synagogue. Uh, there's actually several synagogues by that name in this area, and we're leading one one branch of them there in a city called Wesley Chapel. Amazing. Well, I would imagine because of the work that God has called you to do that you've probably seen a lot of Jewish people find faith in Yeshua. Am I right? We have seen a number of people come to faith in the Lord, yes. Amazing. And a blessing to see. Now, how does your extended family feel about your involvement in the Messianic movement? Uh, I think there there's varying understanding uh, among them uh, about what we're doing. What's that? Growing understanding. A growing understanding, Amanita said. Um, yeah, at first I think it was more strange for them, and I think uh, little by little, uh, as they've gotten to know more of you know what we're doing and why we're doing what we're doing uh they they've become more accepting of it and uh, understanding of it um so some of my family has been down to visit and uh, i'm from south carolina originally so we're in florida now so but they've come down to visit some sometime and um have visited our synagogue and and uh, you know, experienced what it's like in a, in a messianic synagogue, which is a little different from the church background they are familiar with. So, but it's been a good, good experience and a growing experience, I think, for them to learn more about it. Wonderful. How would you like the listeners to be praying for you guys, your your ministry, your family, your congregation, your children, anything? Well, I think you know our heart is to see. Jewish people especially uh, come to know the Lord and to pray that God will continue to guide us in how we can reach out to uh, especially the Jewish community in our area and have an impact there. So pray for wisdom in that and pray for boldness in that and pray for um, just 
God to lead in, in miraculous way in the appointments he wants us to have with people. So I think those are the main main things I would ask prayer for. Amen. And you know, I was just thinking about your work in the former Soviet Union and how you must be devastated by what's happening over there with Ukraine and everything right now. It, it is very sad what what's happening. And uh, we just hope and, and pray that um, things will change for the better for the Ukraine very soon. And I, I, I know that it's got to, a lot of things have to happen before that. That will be the case. And it may get worse for them before it gets better. But we continue to pray for them. We, we continue to support ministries that are um, working there to help refugees and help the people on the ground there in the Ukraine. Uh, there are about, I think, 23 Messianic Jewish congregations that belong to the International Alliance of Messianic Congregations and Synagogues in, in the Ukraine. And we've been sending a lot of support uh, through different channels to them and as well as others. And um, so we continue to pray for them as well as try to support and help, you know, in practical ways there. Amen. Amen. You know, I was just thinking before we conclude our time together, there are people listening to this broadcast from all over the world. I don't see them, of course. I don't hear from them usually. And most of them are believers, but there might be somebody listening who's not yet a believer. And I'm wondering, what would you say to somebody that questions whether God still heals? Does he still hear us? Does he still heal our diseases? Does he still move in mysterious ways? What words of encouragement do you have for the doubters? Well, in my own experience, I've seen God heal. I've seen, uh, you know, my my first wife, who is now gone to be with the Lord, um, I saw her healed of leukemia. Um, and when she first got it, they told that, that she would, you know, be going through chemotherapy treatments for about five months, not to expect to have any more children. We only had two children at the time. Well, not only did God heal her, um, but he uh, gave three more children to us. So that was a double miracle we saw. And in, in, so we saw miracles there. Uh, but then again, you know, sometimes things happen. Like the, the leukemia, after seven years of being gone completely, it came again. And that time they decided to do a bone marrow transplant. And uh, the, the result of that, the complications came. And, and she died actually from the complications from the bone marrow transplant. Uh, that was the hardest time in my life. But even in those hardships where you, you lose somebody that's very close to you, I saw God um, closer to me than ever before in my life. And and I would just encourage people who doubt God because of maybe they don't see an answer to prayer the way they're thinking, that they want to see it, um, to realize that even in when God doesn't answer always the way we would like him to, or we think he should, he has plans that we don't know about. And, and I've seen that in my life that, um, uh, you know, I know where she is. I know she's in a much better place and that she has complete healing now. So I'm, 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 I have that hope because of my faith and trust in God, but also I've seen how God has been with me and my children. My greatest fear after my first wife died was that I would stay alone Maybe I would have to be alone the rest of my life, and I didn't want that. And the other fear I had was that my kids would grow up and they would they would uh, rebel against God because their mother was taken at such an early age. Um, but neither of those fears came true. My kids are following the Lord. I thank I'm thankful for that, um, and I'm I'm thankful He didn't didn't decide I would stay alone, but He blessed me with another wife and. You know, three more wonderful kid, kids through that marriage. So I see that even in the hardships in, of life, God wants to show himself strong if we'll only trust him and look to him and seek him. So that's what I would encourage people. Don't don't give up on God because of hardships that come in life. Uh, he's always there to help us through them if we'll only look to him. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm certainly encouraged, and I'm sure that our listeners will be as well. 
That was amazing. Do you have a, a final thought? Is there a, is there a scripture that helped you through those dark times? Well, I just continue to think of, of uh, Proverbs 3, where it talks about um, trust in the Lord, lean not to your own understanding, all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Um, you know, that is a, a, a passage that uh, continues to encourage me to keep trusting God. Um, and then also uh, Psalm 115, I think it's verse 16, which says that precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his holy ones, his godly ones, his his kedoshim. And, um, you know, even when my first wife died, I, you know, I know that her death, was precious in his sight. So even in death, I think we can praise God and rejoice knowing that, uh, that he, he loves us and he has a plan and, and the plan goes on beyond this life for us that he has. And it's a wonderful one. So I, I, I'm thankful for the hope we have through Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus. And I encourage all listeners to trust in him because in him is salvation and uh, we we all need to trust in him in order to know that salvation. Mm, amen. Well, I guess I should say Pastor Ed or Rabbi Ed and Amanita, thank you so very much for taking the time to speak with me. I am inspired and encouraged and it was great. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you, Ethel. It's so nice to spend some time with you. Yes, thank you, Ethel. Appreciate All right, well, until next time. Oh, thank you. Shalom, shalom for now. Shalom, shalom. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Ed and Amanita Marvin. And next stop, since we're talking a lot about living water, here's a piano solo I wrote when I was 17 years old called Living Waters. sure you have some questions about this piece. Well, you know, I was raised in a house where my father was playing piano constantly, and he played by ear. He never took lessons, and he had his own band in Richmond, Virginia. And I grew up, and I played by ear a lot, and then I took lessons for five years, but I always loved playing by ear. And so I sat down and wrote this, but it's all in my head. I actually had a friend notate it for me once, but currently I don't know where that is, and I'm hoping she has her original copy. So, I mean, if you handed me the piano piece in front of me, I couldn't play it. It would be too complicated, but it was in my head, and I, I sat down and I played it at the piano, so I hope you enjoyed it. And here's a song next that I haven't played before on this program, but it's from Ted Pierce, and it's called Clean Water. It seems appropriate for this time of year.
That was Paul Wilbur, and this is Joshua Aaron, The Spirit and the Bride. Thank you for listening. Let the one who hears the Savior say, come. Let the one who is thirsty come Behold the Alpha and Omega Beginning and the end In Him we will never, never thirst again Wow.
Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. This is Ethel Chadwick saying, Shalom Alechem, peace be with you. Remember, every day of your life is an opportunity to be a blessing to someone. Thank you so much for listening to Bagels and Blessings. Shalom. Shalom.